Welcome to the Nourished Souls Podcast. Your coaches, Jasmine and Michaela, are passionate about helping you on your journey to living a healthier and happier life through mind, body, and soul. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Nourished Souls Podcast. Today, Jasmine and I have an amazing coach. Her name is Samantha Vax, and she is an astrological coach. And for those of you who might not know what astrology is, um, Samantha is here to kind of dive into it. Um, So today we're actually going to be talking about how astrology reflects your food choices and your overall health. So Samantha, welcome. Hey, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate both you and Jasmine. It's, it's going to be a pleasure and an honor, and I've got some really good tips and tricks. So hopefully there's a huge takeaway and we can jumpstart that diet because it's going to be amazing. Awesome. All right. Well, let's dive right in. Can you give us a little background as to who you are and how you got into astrology? Sure. So I'm Samantha Vax, an astrological life coach. Um, I work with the correlation between life coaching and astrology. Um, So the difference between astrology and astronomy is astronomy is the study of planets, whereas astrology is the study of how planets correlate with our star DNA. So it's really the effects of the energy that the planets give off of us. Um, And this was best known in the Greek and uh, Greek and Roman mythology. And um, I really started this journey about almost a decade ago. Um, and I'm really passionate about what it is that I do and, and what sparked my attention. And I know you've heard me mention it multiple times as well. I'm a little biased cause he's my son, but my son was born on 11, 11, 11, which I totally was like, okay, this is a beautiful angel message. Let's dive right in. Let's figure out what this means and let's figure out what astrological benefits that we can pull from, you know, within ourselves. Um, and the great thing about astrology is that it's you know, lifelong tools that you can utilize because they're all within you. So once you start to understand that internal structure and how your body physically works and what you can do to benefit um, from not only the astrological natural gifts that you possess, but also being able to work with the energy, um, I help bridge that connection because that's really when your your soul, your mind and your body connect as one. So um, I help people move through that abundance mindset. um, And I love, I love what I do. So I'm ready. Let's do this. I can feel the energy. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> oh, good. What can we expect essentially? And how does astrology really correlate with our choices, how we make choices and our health? Sure. Um, great question. So mostly we go off of our three personal planets, which is our sun, our moon and our ascendant, otherwise known as our rising. Um, and these three personal planets basically rule many of our life choices and life decisions The other planetary alignments are um, different junctions and different pathways that sort of speak to the details of specific life areas. So our sun is our mastery placement, and this is usually our parent or and our child, and it's who leads the decision making and the bulk of the choices that we make and how we process those choices. Then we have our moon sign which is all about protecting us. So if there's something that feels really uncomfortable and we're not ready to make that change, it has to be a psychological as well as an energetic shift. And what I mean by that is that our moon really tries to protect us from doing things that feel uncomfortable and unsafe. So if our goal in our mind is to avoid a problem, such as, um, you know, let's say that I have a goal in mind to avoid any fighting. I don't want to fight with people. So therefore I'm not going to, I'm going to avoid the situation completely. If you try to change that goal and say, oh, well, you know, let's just take a risk, you know, let's, let's try to work this out. 
your brain, your psychological aspect, and then the energy, your moon say, "Mm -mm, nope, we're not going to do that because that feels unsafe and uncomfortable because that's not what the goal was. The goal was to avoid it. So we're going to continue to avoid it. So what you need to do is you need to push through. And that's why that first step can feel so challenging and difficult. But once you get that ball rolling, it continues to roll, right? So making that first step is really changing your goal, which shifts your entire mindset. And with your ascendant, it's a karmic area. It's an area where we're learning from both the sun and the moon on how to balance our body and how to balance ourselves. So those are the three main planets that we really work with, those planetary alignments. And that helps make those decision makings as well as our Saturn, which is both our internal and our external structure. So it's kind of like our rule book and our gameplay. It plays into our value system a lot. And so we'll see the sun and Saturn working together a lot of the time. Cool. Because I know you and I had done a live a little while ago and talking about, you know, the moon, the sun and the rising signs. And you had made some very large connection points for me that I didn't even know for myself, um, especially with my rising sun and making choices and, you know, it going along with my disordered eating in my past and why I made those choices and connections even deeper that I had zero clue that they were even available to me in that way. And I think it's important for a lot of people to have an open mind and just to consider these things, because there's a lot of things that are so deep under the surface. Yes, we can connect things from, you know, patterns from our, our parents, our grandparents, maybe people around us. Right. But there's still that connection, that ethereal connection that, you know, it, it's it's there and it's real. And it really like once mm-hmm. you start putting those pieces together, you start to figure about like figure out more about yourself and your patterns and your choices, why you made those, and then right. you can begin to heal from there. You said exactly mm-hmm. absolutely. Wow. Yeah. So we're going to expect some, I'm going to just jump into 2021 because we're, we're on the brink now. We're really into um, what they, what they kind of name as the dawn of Aquarius. So we're going into the age of Aquarius and this is the dawn of it. This is the very beginning. And we're going to feel a lot of um, shifts as we move through. We have three huge dates that we're going to look for, which is December 14th, December 17th and December 18th. Um, And I'll go ahead and, and put some details in and further explain that. But when we see Saturn, our internal and external structure moving into Aquarius, Aquarius is the ruler of aliens, outside of the box thinking, and humanity. So when our Saturn moves into the sign of Aquarius, what we're really going to be focusing on, and this is on a collective level, this is for everybody, and your sun sign and your Saturn are going to specifically be impacted in, in you know each different way, but For the collective, what our Saturn is working on is redefining what our identity is and what our role is in humanity. What should humanity look like? What should humanity feel like? What should humanity um, feel like in my own internal world? And where do I fit in in this, you know, bigger kind of scale in this large audience? What is my role? How do I give and take? And what do I learn and teach? So as we move into this, changing our internal structure so that we feel not only balanced, but also like peace of mind and being able to stay focused and have a clear headspace. It's going to feel a lot less chaotic if we can redo our internal structure to be those things, to be encompassing and embodying of peace of mind, focus and clarity. So when we can understand ourselves on an internal structure, the external structures 
even with all the chaos and overwhelming or emotionally heightened information or energy, we still feel like we're in control. So when we can create these healthy patterns that we really push through and thrive to sustain, that then becomes a part of our healthy structure internally. And that has a lot to do with our body health. So the main dates that we're going to be looking at is December 14th, which is going to be our last eclipse. It's going to be our solar eclipse. And what this means is that we're going to be uh, intaking information, intaking ideas and intaking knowledge so that we can encompass a huge ball of wisdom in being able to say, okay, well, this is going to be my new healthy pattern, or this is going to be my new way of living. So as we move through that, we further expand as the dates move forward. On December 17th, we have Saturn, again, our internal and external structure moving into Aquarius. And then quickly following on December 18th, we have Jupiter, which is the planet of expansion, luck, and money flow. So Jupiter quickly follows Saturn into Aquarius, expanding what? Expanding both our internal and external structure. After we've made these positive changes about our structure on what we would like to bring within ourselves. So these dates align perfectly as to um, kind of just tearing down the rest of our structure like we have been for this year. And one of my favorite stories to tell is the butterfly, the caterpillar and the butterfly. So what happens with this is when a caterpillar decides that it wants to go into its chrysalis and do its whole metamorphosis processes, um, if you cut open a chrysalis before it's ready, what you'll see is you'll see all of the organs on the outside of the body and all this just huge pile of goop. So it's not that the butterfly has been changed from the caterpillar. It's literally that the caterpillar took apart its own body and its own internal structure to be able to create something absolutely new and beautiful. And it looks completely different. It is the definition of transformation. And that's really what we're being focused on um, within, I mean, really this last year, but within the next two and a half years, I mean, it's been very emotionally heightened for a lot of people this last year. There's been a lot of confusion. There's been a lot of uncertainty and it's required us to build a new sort of trust within our internal and external structure, but mainly our internal structure, the way that we talk to ourselves about our body, about our career, about our love life, about our self-love, and how all those components are going to drive us into taking these, you know, once deemed impossible ideas and pulling them from our pre-reality and putting them into our reality and saying, you know, I'm going to hold myself at a higher standard. I'm going to hold myself at a self-worth that is much more than I've ever felt before. And I feel confident and powerful enough to be able to stand alone in my truth and stand beside what I believe in. So those are a lot of the big changes that are going to be coming up. And I think it's going to be really fabulous for anybody who's trying to not only work on personal and professional growth, but specifically dietary needs, because that's going to be something that really sticks with us for about 24 to 30 years. And the reason being is because what we just went through with our cycle two and a half years up until now is that we've had Saturn in the sign of Capricorn. And Saturn is Capricorn's ruling planet, which means that's its home sign. And because Saturn stays in each sign for two to two and a half years, it's going to take Saturn 24 to 30 years to come all the way back around to Capricorn. So this is you setting in stone your patterns for everything and anything internally, especially for the next 24 to 30 years. 
and it's going to be fucking powerful. So I'm really excited to see what, what people's growth areas are and improvements and how they just flourish and really just start to embody and discover their truth. It's going to be really beautiful. Uh, I got chills. <laughs> Good. Is- I'm so glad literally just shaking my head and just I mean you're saying everything so eloquently and it's like it's hitting home especially you know for me I, I'm I'm sure our listeners will feel the same I'm embarking on like a more holistic lifestyle so hearing this I'm like okay you're on the right track <laughs> yeah so what you're saying is just like beyond I'm just like I literally have goosebumps I have no hurt so Good. I'm so glad that the energy resonates. Yeah, it's powerful stuff. And, you know, the thing is, is that it's a step above science. I mean, it is science and in, in knowing how the planets all work together. But I'm also when we talk about astrology, asking you to trust and believe in something that you can't see. It's, it's you believing in what your future is and knowing that there is no more past. We don't live in the past except mentally and spiritually when we put ourselves backwards. And that's when we hear people say, you know, don't get stuck in the past. It's because our physical being is still in this timeline, but our mental, spiritual, emotional, totally checked out and in the past. And in the future, nobody's been to the future yet. I say yet because we're going into the dawn of Aquarius, which is all about aliens and new technology. It also rules uh, the planet Uranus, which is all about the World Wide Web. Um, and so it's it's going to be some some pretty wild stuff here coming up. And I'm just I'm really excited to see where it takes us. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I want to <laughs> very beautiful point of how we can. Not to change gears, we can quickly go or just quickly go over this. But when you mentioned that a lot of us are in the past mentally, not physically, and it, I know I've been a person where being in that mental headspace just takes over. But if you really look at reality, like you're not even in the past anymore. So right. on the present and the future, right? And you know the the interesting part is that. Um, I find it very interesting because I was shocked when I read this fact, but it totally makes sense. And that is that there are the majority of people actually have a bigger fear of success than a fear of failure. So when people have this fear of failure, they actually feel attached to it. And the reason being is because failure is something familiar something we deal with every single day, whether it's dropping a pencil on the floor or, you know, messing up a huge business launch or whatever it is, it's something that we're very, very used to. And that's the lighter side of our entire chart. And we all have a chart when we're born and that's where the planetary alignments happen to be when we're born and the time is our ascendant. That's gonna be our major karmic area. So this, this thing that we're you know so familiar with, everything that feels progressive and familiar, that's our entire light side of our chart. But there is a placement, and I know that you and I talked about this, Michaela, on our live, called Black Moon Lilith. And Black Moon Lilith is not a planet. She's not an asteroid. She's not a constellation. She's literally just a point in the sky, but she holds on to all of our triggers, our traumas, our fears, our challenges, and our blocks. So what happens is it feels like this is not a progressive area. This is that point where you're like, oh gosh, I'm in the same situation again. Or I thought I already worked on this. I thought I already made it through and now we're in the same cycle. Or, oh, this person's coming to meet me again. I thought I got them out of my lives. You know, It's just kind of like that repetitive, non-progressive area. And that's because it's holding all of those fears, which what? Feel uncomfortable. 
So the idea is to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And that goes back to what I said of changing the goal and you change your entire mindset. So I share the gifts, you feel the shifts. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, you really just have to hone in and say, okay, this is what I'm worth. This is going to be my new goal. And you have to push through that challenge area that tells you that you can't, that you're not going to make it, that you're not going to be good enough. Because when we talk about that fear of success, the fear is really that you're introducing yourself to something completely new. And that could be a dietary change. It could be jumping into a new career. It could be jumping into a new love romantic relationship. It could be anything. And it feels unfamiliar. All the attention is going to be on you. You hold the responsibility and the spotlight's on you. So if you mess up, it feels a lot bigger than it actually is because it's new. So the idea with Black Moon Lilith is to be able to move through the test and then the final exam. So for example, if you were to say, okay, I'm going to get really serious about my diet. Here's what I want to incorporate. Okay. So that's your test. You're saying, I'm going to commit to this, but then you have to actually follow through and commit to it. So the final exam comes into a fact when you say, okay, let's say I'm going to be vegan. Okay. So, you know, you go out with your friends and maybe not all of them are vegan. So maybe one person orders this really great smelling pizza and you're like, man, I really would like a slice, maybe two, maybe even three slices of this pizza. And you're like, oh, it's okay. I really shouldn't. I'll just take a bite. Well, you've no longer committed to that choice now. And it's okay to change, but here's the trick. You can't guilt trip yourself. So if you go back and you say, oh, it's okay. I'm just going to take this bite. If you take the bite, that's fine. But you can't be like, oh gosh, you can't go home and say, oh gosh, I, you know, you shouldn't have done that. You just messed up your entire diet. What are you doing? I, you know, I thought you committed that you no. you got to go back. So whatever choice it is that you're committing to. And again, it's a personal choice. You can choose whatever you want but you can't attach guilt to it. You have to be fully committed and you have to be fully unapologetic because it's coming from not only a place of love and light, but also authenticity and you holding your standards. So the goal is to have high standards, but not high expectations. That way your picture can change and you don't feel like a failure when you don't meet that pretty mansion house that you painted with the stained glass windows in your mind and you show up and there's a red door in a shack. You know, it's not going to it's not going to be, you know, this, this state of, oh gosh, you know, now I got to move backwards. No, you don't change your standards. You just lower your expectations. Oh, I love, I'm, I'm going to steal that. I'm going to credit you, but I'm going to steal that. Cause I, Good. I, love I love that. It. And it, and it's something that, I mean, I, I've been through, I know Jasmine's been through, I'm sure so many other people that are listening to this have been through, you set these expectations for yourself because you want this end result. And then you beat yourself up for making, for you think it's a mistake, but in hindsight, it's not. And it's something that I dealt with for years and years. Like I've talked about several times before, but I love having that um, permission to be fluid with your choices. And that's what I've taught myself. And that's what I teach my clients is to, you know, you can have these, um, aspirations or intentions that you want to set for yourself, whether it be with, you know, food and your body or career or romance or anything like that, life is ever changing. So why can't we in our choices be as well? You know, you might want one thing one day, but the next day you might realize, you know what, maybe that food, for example, maybe that food choice that I made yesterday 
didn't really sit with me that well, I'm going to make a different choice. And that's completely okay. And you're supposed to do that. It's not a one size. Here's this one box. You have to eat this way your entire life. Exactly. You have to move this one way. You have to, you know, there's fluidity to life. And I think that's beautiful. And I think people need to remember that it's okay. Right. And the thing is, is that, you know, when you're moving through Black Moon Lilith and that test and that final exam of, okay, well, how am I going to not only commit to it through words, but also commit to it through action. The thing about it is it's not just not attaching guilt to it and committing fully. It's also knowing that it doesn't have to be perfect and it doesn't have to be right. The point is to do it differently than you did it the last time. And that's exactly what I heard you just say. So, you know, if you make the mistake of eating this pizza or taking that bite and it made you feel really yucky, both, you know, mentally, emotionally in your body, because you felt kind of bad, make a different choice next time. Maybe you don't eat the whole slice. Maybe you just take a bite. Or if you took a bite the last time, maybe you don't take a bite. Maybe you just smell it. Right. So it's just, you know, it's, it's the perception and it's also the reward system of being able to have a celebratory moment for yourself and saying, wow, even though this feels like a small choice to other people, it was a really hard choice for me. And that was my challenge area. So I'm going to go ahead and celebrate that and say, good job. I know that that was a really difficult choice and you did it anyways. So good job. Let's celebrate the moment. Cause that whole perception changes. It starts to change that mindset that you have. And it adds that goal that you're really trying to encompass, especially if it's a long-term goal. Yeah. And I love what you just said with celebrating the small things, but taking into account that it's your win, not worrying about what anyone else might think or might do being focused on your wins. And I think a lot of people are get distracted like, Oh, well, that person might think that it's too small or that person might think that it's not that big of a win. Um, or that person would even celebrate that. So I shouldn't, well, who's to say like, they're them, you are you, they're going to do their own thing, you do your own thing. And, right. you know, maybe they will celebrate your win with you if they're supportive and loving, you know, they keep going, right. just surround yourself with loving, like-minded people. And yeah, I, absolutely. I can attest to that, even going through this, I was so, as Michaela mentioned, I'm, a lot of our listeners can relate to this, but I was always so hard on myself, especially with dietary changes. I've been vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, I've tried everything and as soon as I messed up I was so hard on myself like the first thing no my friends probably didn't even know I was in my head like beating myself the fuck up like mm-hmm. I can't eat for three days or you can't do this or you know but now that I'm just embarking on just eating clean healthy and there is no mistake if I want to eat something I'm going to eat it because I have a body and I want to nourish it that's okay and having that mindset yes it takes time and there were times I messed up even in the past couple of weeks, but each time it gets better. And when you celebrate your wins, you'll get to a point where you don't care what, if anyone celebrates with you because you're happy here in your mind. Right. right. Exactly. And, you know, like, you know, even their celebratory moments in what can sometimes feel like a loss. And I say what can sometimes feel like a loss because there really aren't any losses. It's always a gain. You're always gaining knowledge or gaining a lesson or gaining something out of it. And so, you know, if you go through that dietary change where you have the bite of pizza and you knew you shouldn't, it's okay to feel whatever you want to feel. You are absolutely allowed to have permission to gift yourself time, effort, energy, to go through the motions, to heal, to have a breakthrough versus a breakdown breakthrough, meaning you push through it all instead of breaking down and saying, I quit. This is too hard. Having the celebratory moment and saying, 
<sighs> okay, I know that you took a bite of the pizza and you're feeling kind of bad and a little bit guilty about it. Why do you think you're feeling like this? Okay, well, I'm feeling like this because I really did want to commit to it and I feel like I messed up. Okay, so now we know where that's stemming from. It's okay that you messed up. You're still learning and you're still adjusting and you're still seeing if this is something that's going to benefit you or work for you particularly. So next time, we're just going to make an extra effort. Okay? Okay. And so you really just have that self-talk with yourself. And it can sometimes be challenging because sometimes your head and your heart don't match or mesh. But the point is, is to move through those opposing ideas or opposing thoughts and come to some sort of consensus or some sort of, um, like I said, breakthrough and really just like healing through those different emotions, acknowledging them not spiritually bypassing and shoving them under the rug and saying, it's fine. We'll just move on. We'll just do it better tomorrow. No, acknowledge yourself, do the whole walkthrough, have the celebratory moment, and then figure out how you're going to move forward with those actions or ideas or words the next time. Like I said, it doesn't have to be right or perfect. It just has to be different from the last time you did it. I love that. <laughs> I mean, okay, that's that's something that we practice and preach ourselves. And it is so important because so many of us are just honed in on the process of perfection and perfection doesn't exist. It doesn't, mm -hmm. I'm sorry. It doesn't, it's never going to, mm -hmm. but what we can do is progress and we can try again and try again and learn and grow and understand. And then all of a sudden you'll turn around one day and you'll think back and say, holy shit. I'm light years ahead of where I thought I was. And it's just right. going to become a process and it becomes your life. It's no longer this tracking and this whole process of, oh, okay, well, I guess I have to do this and this and this. Rather, it's wake up. Okay, I get right. to do this. It's part of my routine. I love doing what I do and you can switch it up. It's, exactly. Love it. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's, that's so fabulous. I had another thought, but I think I just had some residual energy from my free retrograde because I just totally lost it again but it will come back to me <laughs> no worries all right can we go into I, I kind of want to stick with the choices um and you and I had a, kind of talked about it on our live a little bit but uh for astrology are there different signs and how they impact how and what we choose or maybe different alignments or conjunctions or things like that Yes, absolutely. So uh, there's, there's two main, well, there's a couple of different ways that you could really do this. The two main ways, well, I'll mention three. Now I'm going to be on my Sagittarius and go on a little bit of a tangent here, but you can go based off of your sun sign, whatever that might be. And that's when your birthday is for people who don't know who, what their sun sign is. It's when your birthday is. And you can also go based off of your moon sign, your emotional well-being, the area you're trying to teach and learn from. And you can also go off of the element that you hold the most of. So for example, if you have a lot of earth throughout your chart, then you can go based off of that element. If you've got a lot of water in your chart, then you can go based off of that element. So it's really just, and again, it's very personalized and individualized to that individual of what they feel comfortable, how their body responds to those different dietary needs. Um, and what we can look for with that, and I'll just kind of go off of the elementals first, um, is with fire, fire signs being Sagittarius, uh, Aries, and Leo, 
These people have a ton of energy. These people burn off energy very quickly. And the challenge area with this is that the energy burns very quickly. So they can become exhausted, not necessarily emotionally um, as water signs do, but they can become exhausted in terms of their actions and the way that they utilize their energy. So they are people who constantly need pick-me-up snacks. So like the protein bars, the protein cookies, the um, you know, the protein shakes. I don't know if you have any other, you know, like specific dietary stuff that you would throw in there for it, but it has to be a quick, easy snack. And I say quick and easy because on a low vibration, especially when you get a little bit hangry, <laughs> these are people who have a very low tolerance for patience um, and are very, they want to, they want to get through it quickly. I know because I'm a Sagittarius rising and I've got a Leo moon. So <laughs> that's me. Yeah, I'm Leo. <laughs> so yeah. Yep. So that's, exactly. that's definitely me. So I'm like, oh yeah, I love snacks. <laughs> so honestly, fast, easy, my go-to. And I always tell people, I'm just like, cut up some like fruits and veggies in your fridge, some nuts. Like I love dates. Um, mm -hmm. just something that I can just grab, eat and, you know, just continue on. But I used to not snack because of, I was restricting and stuff. And that's when I would get so emotional so hangry and I, I didn't even realize there was a correlation between that at all I was just like okay whatever people thought I was moody but it was because I was not fueling myself properly right so if you're hangry out there don't be afraid of food get something that's going to fuel your body and give you that boost of energy because I promise it's going to make a world of difference right and another good just like and this is really quick and easy super quick and easy pick me up for fire signs is literally just a couple of drops of lemon juice on your tongue um, because it's kind of like a, whoa, pizzazz. And it kind of just like wakes you up. Like someone threw some water on your face, you know, and you just took a cold shower or something. So it's kind of like, whoa, energy. Okay, let's go. Um, but that's really only if you've just eaten, you know, like lunch, like a couple hours ago, it's not something that if you've gone a whole day without eating, like you want to just like do a pick me up with lemon juice. But you know, if you're feeling like you just need that quick, like, whoa, pizzazz kind of energy, then you can just go ahead and do some, some quick drops of lemon juice on your tongue. Um, yeah. And the other one that I wanted to mention, cause you've got cancer in your chart, right? Mm -hmm. Is that your sun sign? Rising. Rising sign. Right. Okay. And I think that's also where the, the snacking comes into place too, because when we talk about water, we talk about that non-resistant energy. And so when we talk about the non-resistant energy, like if we were to put a box up and we were to cut a really, really tiny hole in it, the water would continue to hit that wall, but then it would eventually find that hole and just sort of go through, right? Because it's non-resistant. But this is also a placement where we can feel a couple of different things. The main things being we can pick up on negative energy very quickly from other people. And that attachment becomes very, very quick because it's non-resistant energy. It just flows. So whatever energy you're giving off, it's just going to take it in. Um, and the other thing is that this is something where you want to give yourself an immunity boost. So if you have water in your sign, one, you want to be connected with the ocean. So eating seafood, eating seaweed, eating things that come from the ocean, because that's, that's what your ruling signs are and elements are. Um, that's going to be really beneficial as well as giving yourself things like vitamin C or finding other supplemental um, vitamin packed food groups that have uh, immunity boosters, because when we, you know, have moisture in the air, molds can come up, right? So with that water, sometimes we build up toxins in our body that have a hard time flushing themselves out. Um, so that's just something to keep in mind as well. Um, and then we can talk about the zodiac signs and, and how they 
pick and choose their different food groups um, as well. But that's something to keep in mind for water for sure. Interesting. Because since I have the cancer rising and I have always told people this, that I, if I had to choose, like I could live without like meat or like chicken, you know, beef, things like that. And I would rather eat seafood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's also your karmic area, right? So it's like how you're teaching and learning from your sun and your moon. So if you felt your, you know, if you have felt your body get a lot more like healthier and fresh since you've made that dietary change, that's one of the karmic lessons that you're teaching to your cancer. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's yeah. So, so cool. you're finding the balance. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I know Jasmine's cancer rising as well. Mm, oh, that's so funny that you guys all just kind of like divine timing just grouped together and you're just like, yeah, power, let's do it. That and then I think our degrees are very, very close together as well, is what we learned. Cool. So cancer, um, it's really interesting the the field that you guys chose to work in as well, because cancer's love language is food, whether it's cooking for other people or eating a home cooked meal or just something that tastes really good. Yeah. I'm a lover for, I live at the beach, so <laughs> seafood is life now, but totally. um, I love just sitting and enjoying, like, I feel like food and being around family and cooking and eating is like love and family and nurturing. So I love yep. it. That's very much cancer. Cancer rules home and family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's also why food feels like such a good comfort because when you have something really good, it's like that satisfying, like comfort, like for tourists, it's like comfy clothes and blankets and material things like couches that feel really safe and secure for you. It's comfy clothes and food, cooking for other people, enjoying other people's food, making people feel good about the love and care that they're getting. Um, you're kind of just like the mama bear is very similarly to Leo. You just want to make sure everybody's taken care of. I love that. And I've mm-hmm. even noticed patterns of when I would shame that part of myself and try mm-hmm. to push like the food and all of that away because I thought it was negative. No, it was just that mentality that I had, but now being able to flip it, healing myself through the foods that I eat, but then being able to say, you know what, I can cook for my friends and family with the foods that I eat and show them the same, you know, love and care, but still, you know, offer them that healing power as well and still have that community. So it's not to say that, okay, well, comfort food is a bad thing. You know, you shouldn't eat blah, 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 like get rid of all of that and see how you can kind of flip it on its side and use it to the best of your ability for that healing purpose, because it's there for a reason. We need that food. We need that connection. We need that community and love with those around us. Right. I totally a hundred percent agree. And it, it also sounds like you're talking about um, not just cutting ties with karmic cycles, but also breaking limiting belief systems as well. Um, and I think that that's super important to know when you go into this quote unquote uncertain time or navigating in the dark kind of moment where you are taking a huge leap of faith and saying, okay, I don't really know too much about this, but I know that I need to improve or grow or want to, or desire to whatever it is. Um, when you move through that, knowing that it's not that you're limiting yourself, you're just changing things or transforming things. Again, it really just comes back to your perception. And when you can comfort your moon a little bit and saying, Hey, I know you're trying to protect me. I know that this feels really uncomfortable. Thank you for doing that. And also I'm ready to move forward. So I need you to take a back seat. 
And sometimes those conversations with ourselves can feel a little bit silly, especially when we first do it. But it's also kind of one of those things that if you don't believe it, then you won't see it. You know what I mean? So again, it's, it is science, but it's also the belief system of I'm asking you to believe in something that you can't necessarily see. And if we can come up with these ideas in our head about how we're going to fail in the future, then we can equally come up with ideas of how we're going to succeed in the future. So again, it's changing the goal and it's changing the mindset. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, totally. Yeah, big things are coming and I'm really excited to see how people shift out of this. Um, the other two elements that I wanted to just jump in there with is the earth sign and the air signs. So earth signs are people who are very, very grounded. They're very, very much connected to the earth, obviously. Um, and they're people who flourish with different nutrients and things that specifically come from the earth, such as salads, things that can be grown in gardens, things that are full of um, vitamins, things that have earthy tastes, things that are very neutral and natural, things that don't have a lot of added sweeteners or added, uh, you know, natural flavoring and th things that are just very neutral. Um, earth signs really appreciate the natural and they don't mind eating things necessarily that don't taste super great, but they know that it's healthy for their body. Those are people who don't mind doing that at all um, because they understand the health benefits that come with it. In terms of air signs, those are people who um, can emotionally exhaust themselves um, very similarly to water signs because they're multitaskers. They are, they're air signs, so they're constantly running their mind. They have like an octopus um, idea, brain kind of stem. They've got a lot of different things going on all at once. And so they can kind of wear themselves out. And so they need that stamina. They need the extra oomph, um, very similarly to fire signs in a lot of ways. Um, and they benefit from having things that grow up in trees that are high up in the sky. So things like nuts that come off of trees or different tea leaves that come from trees, um, things like that. So um, each sign has their different, I think, pick me up and different um, elemental nutritional diet that they can incorporate. But like I said, there are so many infinite possibilities and combinations that you could make with that. It really just is individualized to you, whether you're going based off of your sun sign, your element or your moon sign. Um, it's really just a personal choice. And I think that that's where a lot of the freedom and a lot of the love and liberation come into you because again, you're not limiting yourself. You're just transforming. You're not saying, oh, I have to cut this out of my diet or I can't have this anymore. It's not that you can't, it's not a no, it's just not right now, right? So there's, there's ways to be able to incorporate those different necessities or wants or desires, or even just like that special treat for yourself when you, you know, do something really well. Like it was really hard for you to get through that week and, and stay on your diet, but you did it. Let's have half a bar of chocolate. That's okay. Like that's totally fine. Um, so just finding what it is that works for you and being able to creatively express yourself through your diet, I think is really, really fucking empowering. Mm -hmm. And I like with the choice too. I know Jasmine and I talked um, a few episodes ago about seasonal eating and just, you know, how the seasons change, like our, um, food needs change as well. And I think that also gives us even more permission 
to continue with that mindset of changing things up and deciding, okay, maybe one week your meals look extremely similar to one another. And then maybe the next week they completely change. But again, it depends on your person, you know, like what sounds good to you, what tastes good, like, what do you want to smell? What do you, what vitamins and nutrients does your body need? So Mm -hmm. again, I love what you said with it you know, it's fluid. It's not a one size fits all. And you can, you have the choice to change it up depending upon what you want and what you need. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think there's a big mental, emotional connection with that as well, because, you know, if you say, okay, well, you know, pizza tastes really good and it doesn't hurt my body, you know, it's like fine, but you notice yourself gaining weight, then there's a disconnect. There's an energetic channel that is blocked And there's a disconnect between your mental, emotional and your physical body, because even though it doesn't hurt your stomach and you don't get a tummy ache and, you know, you're fine to eat the next meal, it makes you feel not great up here or it's adding weight to your body. So you need to, that's why I'm saying like, you need to check in with your mind and your heart because that can, like I said, be a challenging conversation to have because there are opposite ideas or opposite thought processes that are moving through that. Um, but I think again, the creative expression is something that's really super empowering, um, and just gives you that, that vibration of being able to choose how you show love to yourself. And I also love that you mentioned doing a set an assessment of like your mind and your, your body and your spirit and seeing is everything evening out? Because I know for me, that was one thing, for instance, with the pizza, I'd be like, oh, it's great, but I'm still gaining weight or I'm still feeling a little foggy, but I ignored that until it was too late, essentially. And I had to like focus and take several steps back from everything. So mm-hmm. word to the wise, just check in with yourself and be like, is this really good for me? Is the or am I just indulging right now? Right. Right. Yeah. And if you need a third person to talk to, like find a coach, find someone who's an expert in this or find someone who's been through it because sometimes it depends on the person uh, too. You know, if you talk to yourself, you just might get tangled up in your thoughts and become overwhelmed mm-hmm. and anxious. Whereas if you have that third party does like a sounding board, maybe you can get some ideas off and then be like, oh, you know what? That's why I'm doing this. Maybe this isn't why it's working. And then you can kind of find the answers from there and begin to move forward. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, and I really like that a lot. And I think that, you know, every coach needs a coach. And if you're not a coach, then it's great to have a coach. Because like you said, you've got the soundboard, you've got an advisory board, and an advocate who's going to help you stay motivated, and who's going to keep you on track and focus and constantly help build you up and support you in the areas where you feel you need support or want support. Um, and I think that the really great thing about it is that, you know, you're able to first of all, you, you encompass and you hold all of the answers already within yourself. However, like you said, sometimes that clarity is not all the way there. And sometimes we have a hard time being honest with ourselves because we try to justify it. And we say, oh, well, it'll just happen this one time. It's fine. I, I won't do it again. And then a couple of days later, you get the urge and you're like, well, it, just this one tiny bit. So it's, it's not going to affect me. It'll be fine. I'll be. And then it turns into a slow but steady pattern that you're now creating for yourself of saying, well, if I just do it once in a while, it's fine. Well, if that's part of your goal and that's your creative expression, okay, great. But if that, if you're off tracking from your goal and you need someone to help you get back on track, 
that's where coaches come in because they're like, Hey, let me mirror this energy for you. So what you're saying is this. And sometimes, especially for myself, I feel that when I hear it from somebody else saying my words back to me, it sounds, it can sound silly. It can sound not logical. It can sound um, just like way far-fetched or far out there. Like I'm trying to make too many dots connect that aren't really supposed to be there. Um, you know, and I think that that's a really great thing about coaches because they're not there to judge you. They're there to help you. They're there as, you know, people who have expressed these things throughout their own journey. And they're here to utilize and, and their own tools to be able to share with you, to be able to share the energy connection, to be able to support you again. Like I said, in those areas that you feel like you need or want support in. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> Um, can we go back into uh, the astrology and kind of maybe like the signs and how they make their choices, maybe kind of give people a little bit more of an insight into maybe how they make their own choices? Sure. I'm going to keep it short and sweet because my Sagittarius will go on tangents forever and I could write a whole novel about this. So <laughs> for Aries, um, you really just want to make sure that it is, it is in alignment with what your, your underlying goal is. Aries are very, very masculine people and they're of the leadership. They are the I am. And sometimes on a lower vibration or in challenge areas, Aries wants can become their needs. So if you want something and you don't get it like that because they're fiery, right? So they want things done quickly. They want the, the return on their investment quickly. If it doesn't happen quickly, then that want can turn into a need. Oh, I need ice cream. I need to go to the store right now because I haven't had it. And it, it's not, it's no longer a want it's, it's gone to the next level. So that's something to be, you know, mindful and consciously aware of as well. Um, Taurus, Tauruses are very similar to cancers in a lot of ways as their love language is love. Really. That's what they rule is love and money. And so if they can show their love to themselves, like, you know, they're very, very hard workers. They're very, very earth-based workers. And so if they can show their love by having a sweet tooth, which is kind of like their um, kryptonite a little bit and having that, that extra cookie or the, the tub of ice cream that nobody's going to notice because it's 10 o'clock at night and I'm eating by myself. Those are the things that you want to also have a conscious awareness of because Tauruses, again, like I said, are very hard workers and can sometimes justify those extracurricular activities because they've done all of this hard work during the day. And that's kind of their pick me up. That's their relaxing time. That's their kickback moment. So that's something to be also consciously aware of. Um, and like I said, very similar to cancer in some ways, Gemini's are people who like a lot of air signs can go a day without eating. Um, they like to eat, but because they're such multitaskers and they've got so much stuff going on in their mind because that's what they rule. Um, they'll just go, 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 go. And that's why they become emotionally exhausted to some degree um, because they're airy and they have lots going on with them. Um, so their goal is to be able to, I don't want to say set timers, but set time goals for them to have some of those quick snacks or a quick pick me up or saying, it's okay for me to take time off of what I'm doing to sit down and have a meal. So giving themselves that reminder in terms of their dietary needs and choices. 
um, for cancer, cancers are snackers. Cancers are people who are very based off of structures. They love structures because they're water. And again, they're non-resistant. So they, if, if you put water in a box, it, does, it can't grab a hold of anything. And so when it can grab a hold of something that does feel in control of, whether it's cooking a meal, eating a meal, having something that feels comforting, their belly is full, they feel lazy or they feel good or they feel relaxed or they feel comfortable, anything that will give them that kind of natural high feels really good. And so that's where the snacking can come in and the, oh, well, it's okay. We'll just indulge this one time um, because they need, they need a structure. They need to feel in control of something. And diet is something that they feel in control of because they know what good food tastes like. And they're very picky. They can be very picky when they eat. So if they're particular, this kind of feels like their own way of controlling what goes in and what goes out. And, you know, it can sound uh, interesting on a lot of levels, I think, to other signs who don't necessarily go based off of these things. But cancers and Tauruses, which is why they're so similar, are very based off of their senses their senses, their smell, their taste, their hearing, their memories. So memories of home cooked meals or memories of really good food or eating food and then feeling really good after that becomes a trend. So that's also something to be consciously aware of. Um, when we talk about Leos, Leos, uh, Leos are big meat eaters. Leos love full meals. Um, so if they can have anything, it, it doesn't even have to be meat, it could be bread, it could be pasta, it could be something that's really filling. Um, because there are people who will work and work and work and work and work. And when they finally take that break, they just face down to the plate, like they just eat, they, they inhale their food. It's very similarly to Scorpios, um, but they will just inhale their food. I, I know that because I have a Leo moon. Um, and then we've got Virgos who are extremely clean people. I'm, I'm a Virgo son extremely clean people, extremely organized people and extremely health conscious people because they rule the health, which is the number nine. Um, so they are also again, earth signs and don't mind taking in those salads or those things that maybe don't taste great to everybody else, but they're like, okay, this is nutritional. Um, and they're very health conscious people, but they also have to be mindful about what they put into their stomach because it can't be too much all at once. They are people who benefit from smaller diets, um, like smaller, uh, smaller helpings of food a couple times a day versus the three big meals a day. So there are people who would benefit from five small meals a day or one big meal in the middle of the day um, because their digestive tract actually takes longer than other people's. Um, for example, mine takes, takes six and a half hours and yours would take four hours. So I don't digest things as quickly. My metabolism is um, a lot slower in that area. I don't know if that's true for all Virgos, but we do rule health. And so that's something to just also be consciously aware of because they typically have stomach problems or stomach issues or ch stomach challenges. Um, with Libras, that's another air sign, um, but they're actually pretty balanced. They, I mean, they rule balance, they rule justice, they rule equality. So they're, they're pretty good about, you know, knowing when they need to eat and what they need to eat. And they also have very, very high personal standards of themselves. So they, um, I'm, I'm wondering if you have Libra in your chart, <laughs> Jasmine. Yeah. So Libras have very high personal standards of themselves. And so they want to make sure that their bodies look good, that they feel healthy, that they've done everything accordingly, that, that they, you know, made sure to put the right investment in and that they got the return on their investment and everything is flowing the way that it needs to be flowing. Um, and I think that just the, the thing with that is just being able to constantly fuel yourself 
with things that make you feel physically good. And that sounds a little bit redundant because we are talking about diet, right? But for Libras, that's really important because when they feel physically good, they feel more confident. And speaking their truth is not something that comes easily because they are so flexible and flowy and they, and they don't, they don't look for drama and they don't look for impacts or indecisiveness or, you know, difficult decision-making. They would like everything to just flow. So if they can feel good physically, it makes them feel a little bit more confident. It makes them feel confident in their speaking instead of holding out until they get around people they feel comfortable with and then exploding. Um, so that's, that's another good thing to just have a conscious awareness of Scorpios, again, a water sign, somebody who really benefits from being able to take in that seafood, especially because they rule the dark depth, the black part of the sea that you can't see, um, CC. And then they have, um, you know, all those little, uh, light up kind of, um, critters that come out of that darkness. So Scorpios are really the, the lightness that comes out of the darkness. And so when they can, understand what it is they're eating and understand the benefits, it has to um, connect with them intellectually. If it doesn't connect with them intellectually, it's a no-go for them. They have to understand what the purpose is of them eating it. It has to taste really good, but the goal is that it has to have a purpose under it. Um, they're not just going to put something in their mouth. They're very particular and they want to understand what the purpose and the, the whole bottom line is to this and how it's going to benefit them. Um, they're also people who are fixed signs. So once they find a diet that they like or foods that they like, they tend to not want to sway too much from that. Um, but they can be open-minded depending on what the other things in their chart are because they are, again, water, which is non-resistant. Um, and then we have Sagittarius, which is another fire sign. Sagittariuses are really goofy <laughs> and they'll adjust to anything. So they, they're kind of like... Um, they're very similar to their opposition Gemini. They're kind of like a jack of all trades. So they're very open-minded people. They're very open to trying whatever, whenever. Um, and if they try it and they don't like it, then they don't like it, but they'll try it. So it's really great if you, if you have Sagittarius in your chart and you're trying to make that transformation to a new kind of diet, because you'll be very, very open-minded about tasting new things and understanding the concept of this is not this, this vegan pizza is not going to taste exactly like this, not vegan pizza. They're going to be okay with the taste difference and understanding that this can be a new diet, but they've got to adjust to it. Um, let's see with uh, Capricorn. Okay. Capricorns are people who already have that structure intact. So they pretty much know what they want. Um, they're, they're people who have a solid idea of what it is that they want. The thing with Capricorns are that they don't want to necessarily transition out of a tradition. I'm going to say that again. They don't want to transition out of a tradition. So because they rule structure, and like I talked about with Saturn being in Capricorn for the last two and a half years and how we won't see that transit again for 30 years, um, these are people who are very, very set in stone. They are a cardinal sign, so they tend to have ideas. They're not fixed, so they do have the capability of being flexible and moving, but they don't necessarily, it's, it's a challenge area for them because once they nail down what it is that they want to put in their body, it works for them. Again, it feels familiar. So why would they leave it? If it works and it feels familiar, why would they leave it? But the connecting part is the mental piece. Obviously there's not something working if you want to change it. But then again, you have to be willing to change that. You have to be willing to transition into something different that is not your familiar tradition. Um, and then again, once they hit that point of saying, okay, this is gonna be my new diet, that comes on very quickly because they wanna to attach to that structure. Um, they want something to be able to grab onto. So there's that. 
Um, and then we've got two more. We've got Aquarius and Pisces. So Aquarius being an air sign, those are people who are, again, multitaskers. Um, and they, like Gemini, will tend to not really eat during the day. Um, they have to really carve out those points and times throughout their schedule to make sure that they, they tend to those needs. Um, again, they're people who not only are multitaskers within their mentals, but also physical being. They are many different places, all the different times. Um, and so finding a meal and a diet time within that schedule of just bouncing from place to place to place to place can be quite challenging and, and a little bit difficult because that's really their nature. So when they don't do that, they almost feel unproductive. Um, so it's really just finding that balance of when can I schedule in this meal and what's going to fuel me, even if it's just like the small bag of nuts or cranberries or whatever it is. Um, and then you have Pisces, which is kind of a tricky one. Um, this one is going to be really, really individualized to whatever your being is and what you feel comfortable doing because you don't just get to come into this world as a Pisces. Pisces is the last sign. Therefore, it has all 12 signs encompassed into one. So there's 12 different idea trains here. And so Pisces can seem and be indecisive um, at some times and usually take until their second deacon, which is at age 35, to really pin down what it is that they want to do career-wise, love-wise, who they are. Um, it's really just kind of an experience up until age 35 um, of just doing different things. So Pisces have the ability to be able to play around with a lot of different diets and they potentially have a lot of different diets that could work for them. Um, so this is kind of where you just got to get creative, but whatever their diet is, um, and it is water-based. So again, that seafood, the seaweed, the connection to the ocean and the water, Whatever that diet is, though, it has to be connected to their spirituality. So if they don't feel like it's opening up their energetic channels, if it doesn't feel like something kind of similar to Scorpio with an energetic purpose, then it's not for them. Um, I say this because on a lower vibration or on all vibrations, Pisces rule, illusions, delusions, fantasies, drugs, alcohol, cycles, cyclical patterns, um, and, and things like that. So when we talk about when our spirit is in our body, our spirit is in our body all the time, unless we put ourselves into toxic situations. So if we're doing something like binge eating, if we're drinking alcohol, if we are in a fight, if we're in a toxic relationship, our spirit will literally check out. It will leave our, our physical body. And I call those space fillers. Um, I don't know if that's the nicest term for it, but I call them space fillers because they don't have a spirit and a conscious guiding them. Now you can have your spirit come back to your body anytime you want, but that only happens when you're, when you're at a point where you want to purify yourself on all energetic levels. And again, that doesn't mean being perfect or right. It means making the choice and the commitment to do something different, to do something that's going to be for the betterment of humanity as a whole. And also for you, as you produce a domino effect of your energetic value. So there's a lot of different things to kind of encompass there, but those are things that when you change your diet and that's something that you know you'd like to do in terms of your transformation, one of the biggest reasons that you start to feel better is not only because you're fueling your human body, but also because your spirit has come back into you because you're purifying it, because you're taking the steps that say, this is my self-worth. I want something better for me. There you have it. You cannot separate the body, the mind, and the spirit. They're all connected. Totally. Wow. 
My mind is just blown right now. I'm kind of speechless. Good. I'm glad. That's my job. <laughs> really good at it. I you said everything so beautifully and it, it resonate. Everything resonated. I mean, even for like my friends that are other signs, I'm like, did you know this and that? Like, so I'm just, <laughs> I mean, this, I've learned so much in this short amount of time from you. Good. I'm glad. I'm really glad that our energy is connecting and that you know, you guys gave me an opportunity for our energy exchange and um, it just feels really good to be so passionate about what it is that I do and have the reception of it taken in and just, yeah, it feels really great to open up energetic channels and to be able to share some of those shifts and gifts with other people. Good, I'm glad. Well, for those of, for, for those in our audience who want to continue this connection, where can they find you and work with you? Sure. So I have a couple of different um, social media platforms and my handle is the earth mother 44. Um, it's also my email address if you'd like to reach me at Gmail. So the earth mother 44 at gmail.com. And my website is the earth mother dash serene divination.com, um, which is currently up, but also being revamped at this time. So stay tuned because in two days it's going to look completely different. And I'm really excited about that. So that was an energetic shift that I made for myself. Thank you guys so much for having me on. This is great. You're welcome. Thank you for, ha- or thank you for coming on and talking to us. Yes, Absolutely. And it was great to connect with you as well, Jasmine. I'm, I'm glad that we had that connection opportunity. We'll all connect again for sure. Yes, that would be wonderful. Like what you've heard? Well, there's plenty more where that came from. Are you looking to take these lessons to the next level and bring them into your own life? If you're ready to release old patterns, negative habits, and thoughts, ditch your diet mentality and negative view of your body, and transform your body, mind, and life to the next level, the Mind, Body, and Spirit program is just for you. Click the link below to find out more. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe to our channel to be the first to hear our weekly episodes. You can also find us on Instagram at Your Coach Jasmine, at Nourished Soul Coach, and on Facebook in the Nourished Souls community.